0: On today's show, Chef Curry with the pot again comes up big. Is he the best player in the NBA? Why aren't more people saying this? Bunch of games. We'll break them all down. Nick Angstead from Lockdown Mavs, Locked On Maps. Adam Mara's Lockdown On Nuggets. We'll talk about it all right here on today's Locked On NBA.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The Golden State Warriors. Welcome you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engsted, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Join me as always on a Friday Adam Morris from DNBR and the Locked On Nuggets podcast. What you got for me Adam?
2: A sad Nuggets lost. A pathetic <laughs> and sad Nuggets lost, but whatever. Lots of games on the slate tonight.
0: Yeah, did you ever think like, hey, I'll do I'll do DNVR and start this whole thing up with a bar, and then I'll also do Locked On Nuggets, and then like nights like this, you're probably like, man, I probably shouldn't have just like quadrupled down my life around this Nuggets team.
2: It's funny, man. You know how this is like if your team because the Nuggets just had a back to back, and then they had two days off. And when you have those two days off, you're kind of like, oh, man, I'm excited for the next game. When's it gonna get here? And then it gets here and you just get curb stomped and you're like, wow, <laughs> don't <laughs> I guess I could have used more days off.
0: Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe right now. Go subscribe, watch the video there. You can hang out with, with Adam and I. You can see when he uh he face palms every time I make a bad pun or anything like that. You can
2: you What can they can see really it. see is my new lighting, my new ring light. It just looks hey. so handsome. I can't stop looking at myself in this
0: <laughs> video. The shadows are really working for you. Mm. Uh, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always always being there. I'm loving it. Like Adam said a bunch of games in the association tonight. Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers is where we're going to start. Golden State Warriors get the win 104 to 89 Cleveland got out to a 22 to 9 start in this game. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, Cleveland without Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, Laurie and all of them out. They're just they're really shorthanded. Cleveland goes into the fourth quarter with a 13 point lead. You're like, man, they've, they've really taken care of this game. They're really they're really feeling it. No. Notions. No. Steph Curry, 20 points in the fourth quarter. They go on this run where basically they're down. Like the Warriors are down 13 to start the quarter by the eight minute mark, it's tied. And then by the three minute 30 uh, <laughs> mark, they're like up by like 15. They want a 24 to five run to start the fourth quarter. And it's just, it's just Curry over and over again. He's hitting threes. He's doing stuff. It's incredible to watch him when he's just like getting really hot.
2: Twenty points in the fourth quarter, nine of 16, 3 three-point shooting. A lot of stuff stands out, but what stands out equally as as much to me is eight points allowed in the fourth quarter for Cleveland. And yes, they're shorthanded. Yes, I, they're a young team now, and even you know more so, you know, missing some of their key pieces. But I, this Warriors team, it's wild to me that so many of the pieces are new. Yes, you have Draymond Green, Steph Curry. Okay, those two most important, and you've even got guys. Uh, You know, like Iguodala, I don't think he played tonight, but even though you have him on the roster, the rest of the pieces are different, but guess what? This team has all the traits and characteristics of the 2015 and 16 Warriors, the pre-KD Warriors, the ability to go on enormous runs, the ability to lock down, Steph Curry just knowing when to turn it on and going for 20-point quarters. I honestly watch this team play, and I'm like, what year is it? It feels like I'm back in 2015.
0: Andrew Wiggins is like really fitting in the Harrison Barnes role. <laughs> you got like Jordan right. Poole doing a Clay Thompson impersonation every once in a while, hitting some threes. But even
2: Looney does a bit of an Andrew Bogut. Like he just works, fits into that system. So I, that that is a team that is connected, that knows who they are. And then, of course, they've got Steph Curry leading them there and, and putting up nights like tonight. Nine of 16. You know how many teams struggle to get nine three pointers in the basket?
0: <laughs> I know. I cover the Mavs and they've been struggling yeah, yeah. To, to get right. them in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Steph Curry just is absolutely incredible. The other thing that stood out to me though, it was really reminiscent of that, you know, pre-KD Warriors run. 41 made field goals, 36 assists for right, the Warriors. Yep, That's how yep. they get it done, right? It's not just this heliocentric Steph has the ball. Like Steph barely ever brings the ball up at any given point. He he does if he'll get a rebound or if he gets a steal or something like that, or if the ball just happens to like fall to him, but if he if they can help it, he doesn't bring the ball up and He doesn't just start, like, standing in the corner, standing on the wing, waiting around. And maybe this is me just watching the Mavericks all the time where they have one guy that brings the ball up every time and then four guys just stand around the perimeter. But Curry starts in the paint a lot. And he'll just, like, post up somebody or he'll cut or he'll, you know, somebody will will set a pin down screen for him. Like, they move him around all over the place. He's constantly moving. I mean, it's not anything that we haven't, we don't know already because we've watched him for so many years. But it's awesome just to watch him do his thing and to get it going and to know that it's not, you're not always going to see one look every single time. And I think that's what helps this team a lot.
2: 29.7 assists per game is what they're averaging. Of course, that's a league best. It's actually best by almost two assists per game over the San Antonio Spurs and almost four better than the third place Phoenix Suns. And yeah, that's another marker. You said it perfectly 36 assists tonight. That's a perfect marker for what we used to see all the time out of the Warriors back in 2015 and 16. It's just, it's so funny how good this team is and how much they are and how they are good in the ways that we're familiar with. Um and I I, I needed to see some road wins. They were in the Bay for like almost all of their season. They're on a road trip right now. And they they've impressed. They dropped that first game to the Hornets, but after that they they've looked exactly the same, not just winning, but closing teams out with one run. It might come in the first, might come in the second, might come in the third, might come in the fourth. <laughs> it's coming but somewhere. One, but it's coming and one run that just like puts the game out of reach.
0: Oh, absolutely. Curry. You said it nine, 16 from three. There's only one player in NBA history that has 10 or more games in their entire career with right. nine threes made. So Curry crazy. has 37 of them.
2: Nobody 37 else has or 10.
0: 38 now. Is well, this- I guess, yeah. I guess now it's 38, but yeah insane it, i mean it's it's an incredible number but why are we not talking about curry as the best player in the nba all these conversations of all right who's top five in the nba or is lebron still up there you know could Kawhi get there was is it's it's Durant's season this year this is right. his league he's taking it over Giannis has finally stepped in it's always right. you know is can luka Doncic really take a step and get there why is curry never in those conversations
2: well so a couple things here number one you, I think you, I've said this before. You you might not know. I hate best player alive conversations. I just think they're always miss the point about basketball, but I'm not going to Maybe It totally...
0: should have been something you said to me before. I said, Hey, do you want to have this conversation?
2: Today? Well, the whole t- reason I do power rankings is because the whole idea of like ranking things is just dumb to me. So I like doing it as like a joke, but here, here's the thing I'll say that I think is interesting. This is why I don't want to duck this conversation. A lot of people, when I have heard these conversations, especially when they talk about Kevin Durant, like, okay, Kevin Durant or Curry, who's the better player? A lot of people think about basketball as one-on-one, like who's the most unstoppable, unguardable guy? One-on-one basketball is pretty unimportant relative to a lot of other things, and including two-on-two basketball game or two-man game basketball or three-man game basketball, meaning using two, you know, you working together with two other people on, on a side of a court. You mentioned it, Steph Curry doesn't bring the ball up the court as much as most superstar does. It doesn't matter because the one-on-one aspect of the game, while he's also very good at this, he is phenomenal at working with one other player, namely Draymond, but really anybody else, coming off of pin downs, coming off of screens, running pick and roll, coming off of handoffs, cutting off ball, setting up cuts by screening. All of the things that require at least one other player, he is so elite at. And that's why, to me, I don't like best player conversations. But if you forced me to pick a best player, Steph Curry would be my pick. I think that he is massively underrated and it is not a coincidence that he followed up all those great years. It was disguised a little bit because KD went there, but it's not a coincidence that here we are. Finally, they have a healthy team again and they're number one.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and they're playing like a team, and you just, you can't you just can't stop them at certain points because you don't know where everything's coming from, right? Like he, right? He doesn't bring the ball up; he starts in the post, and you're like, okay, Curry's in the post. Now we just have to worry about him, you know, running back to the three point line. Guess what? He's gonna go inside, and he's gonna he's gonna hit a layup on you, right? Or post up like he was posting up Ricky Rubio at times in this game, and Ricky Rubio's right. like. How do I defend in the post? I, I don't do this. and <laughs> Steph just takes advantage of it.
2: He's um, unbelievable. And the shooting, it's just so funny how difficult shooting is and how there seems to be a cap on how good you can be as a volume shooter when everybody's attention is on you. And yet he is such an outlier in that. The fact that he, I think, led the league in three-pointers made in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, <laughs> 18, 19, and 21 – um, and we'll do it again this year, almost no questions asked. The, uh, we just don't see that. Anybody that dominates one skill set as much as he dominates shooting.
0: It's insane. It's it, You're watching history right now, so watch as many Warriors games as you can. All right, coming up, the rest of the slate in the NBA. We had a uh, back-and-forth Clippers-Grizzlies game until John Morant took over. Uh, if you want to stick around and t- hear about the Nuggets, how they got <laughs> beat by the Sixers, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a breakdown on that. Lots of good stuff coming up, and we'll hear from some of our local experts across the – uh, Podcast network. We'll talk about that coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is NBA daily fantasy done right. It's the best daily fantasy prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy prop operator, and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players. So it it includes your Jokic's and your Bones Highlands as well. Just getting a handful of minutes, you can go check it out on Prize Picks. You can go to the website, you sign in automatically, and then you can check out some of the things that you can put an over-under on. Right now, you could put Lamar Jackson playing on Sunday, 220 and a half passing yards. You can hit over-under on that. Let's see if I want to go... Oh, I'm feeling good about Lamar Jackson. Let me go over on that. And guess what? I can go over to the NBA and I can pick over-under Nikola Jokic points. I can do Luka points, all that. You put... Uh, how much you want to bet on there? and They'll tell you how much you can win at Prize Picks. So go check it out. Use the promo code NBA and they will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. So you put in a hundred bucks, they will give you a hundred bucks to use. Promo code NBA, go to prizepicks.com or download the app today. Prize picks, promo code NBA. All right, Adam Mares, let's get into the rest of the slate in the NBA. I thought the next best game was going to be Wizards versus Heat. I was excited to watch that one. I I turned it on, and I was like, all right, this is this is the best team in the East, according to record with the Wizards, and then the team that everyone thinks is probably one of the best teams right now in the Heat. Tyler Hero was out in this game for the Heat. The Wizards were without Spencer Dinwiddie, Daniel Gafford, Rui Hachimura still out, Thomas Bryant still out, Davis Burton's out. Wizards got out to a 15-8 lead to start this, and then the Heat went on two 9-0, 9-0 runs, basically. Took the lead at halftime, and then... I mean, just took over after that. It really was no looking back. The Wizards just kind of ran out of steam. They don't have, they just didn't have enough offense. Their offense has really stalled recently. They've been this incredible defensive team this season. I think they're still top five. Maybe they maybe they yeah. fell to like six or seven. They've been an incredible defensive team, but their offense hasn't been there, which is just so weird for the Wizards. Uh, but they just didn't have enough guys at a certain point. They're missing, I mean, all the, those names I mentioned, they're just missing too many. Dinwiddie was a big one. Gafford's still out. And, uh, yeah, it just just wasn't enough for them. Uh, Bradley Beal tried his hardest. Kyle Kuzma had a pretty good game, 19 points, 13 boards, seven assists for him. But, yeah, Wizards not enough for the Heat, man. The Heat are just – they're putting together a team that can beat a lot of people.
2: Well, it's funny. They they went on that West Coast road trip and dropped three in a row. Denver lost the Lakers and the Clippers, um, and they needed a little bit of stability. They go into Utah and then Oklahoma City and pick up two wins to end the road trip and then got back-to-back wins at home, New Orleans and Washington. This one also the front end of a back-to-back against Washington. So they played in Miami tonight. Then on Saturday, they play in Washington which is always a little bit the, – the schedule has so many weird little quirks like this this year. I don't, Do not you
0: like these little little back-to-backs? Because the Mavs are in the middle of – they're playing the Suns last game, they play the Suns again, and then they play the Clippers two times in a row. Are you a fan of these, like, little series?
2: I, I would be if it was you played them both on the road. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if, if it was like that. But these, like, home and away, I don't know what the point is because you have to travel. I mean, Miami and D.C., not exactly close. So that's a little bit of a weird trip. But Miami, I wondered, you know – The incident in Denver, they start. They drop a couple games on that road trip. You wonder, like, okay, are they as good as advertised? But they've stabilized, and, um, you know, this was a really impressive win. And shouts to the Wizards, by the way, under new coach Wes Unseld, who was Denver's de facto defensive coordinator. He goes out there, and he's got a a great team, despite all the chaos surrounding the roster. So kudos to him, even though they lost this one.
0: Yeah, missing a lot of guys. I mean, they're still up there, tops in the East. It's been an incredible job by them. Uh, It's kind of ran out of steam. By the way... The, the incident, Mark, Markeith Morris still out with Whiplash. Still out. Still out. Um, yeah, so that one, Jimmy Butler w- was great in that one. Bam Adebayo as well. Uh, they just have a lot of different options. Even with Tyler Hero out, they have enough scoring. They have enough to get it done. Clippers, Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies get to win 120 to 108 in this one. Uh, this game was another one. It was back and forth. You're feeling good. Third quarter, it's tied 75-75. 75 75 Fast forward to the fourth quarter, midway through, and the Memphis Grizzlies have almost a 25 point lead. Uh, and it just was on the back of, of John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., just going on a run, getting out in transition. And Reggie Jackson is such a defensive negative for the Clippers at times that Jaren Jackson, or John ja Morant, could just run at him and be like, all right, in transition, I'm just going to run to whatever side of the court Reggie Jackson's at and go right at him and score. And John ja Morant took advantage of that a couple of times in that run and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies end up taking advantage. The other thing, Memphis, 74 points in the paint compared to the Clippers, 36 points in the paint. I- I'm not Ooh. sure, you, can you win a game if you get outscored uh, by 50 in the paint? Like, I'm not sure that can happen.
2: It's funny, they, the Clippers shot 41% from the three-point line too, 16 of 39, so they had a, a you know a, a pretty decent night there. Uh, but no, you can't get outscored in the paint like that. By from the, I think, I, I haven't checked it lately, is he still the NBA leader in points in the paint, John Morant?
0: he he may be man that guy he he gets to the basket he jumps up and all of a sudden he just goes to another level it feels like he is he is fun to watch for sure jaron jackson jr in that run by the way we should mention seven points and he had three blocks just in that little run where from the middle of the third quarter middle of the fourth quarter where they really took advantage of this game his defense has uh, been great for them and then in transition brandon clark had 10 points during that run uh, great for Memphis to get a win they needed one I think they're back to, to 500 yeah, now they did uh, yeah and a really good one for Memphis by
2: right, the way I just looked it up John Morant yep number one in the NBA 15.6 points per game in the paint that's one full point better than number two Giannis Attentacumpo
0: how many starting centers can't score 15 points in the paint per game all
2: of them like, oh my yeah. God. I mean <laughs> I'm looking at the stats technically everybody in the that's I mean true <laughs> but the top if I, I give you the top five you would think DeAndre Ayton, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, that makes sense. All those guys make sense. Ja Morant, number John one. Ray.
0: Wow. He's the new, like, Derrick Rose Westbrook, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully it works out longer for him than it did for those guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jazz versus Raptors. We have the uh, Utah Jazz getting the win, just kind of a... Uh, they just really took over took over this game against the Raptors. It was another one where they were at a five point lead with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter or third quarter, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, you blink and there was a 20 point lead. Let's hear from the uh, the grand Puba. what's the, what's the name we should call him the, the namesake of the company David Locke. Let's hear from him uh, how the jazz got this win. Rudy Gay's return made everybody happy and the jazz three point shooting finally arrived. Hi, I'm David Locke. This is from Locked on Jazz. The Utah Jazz blowout, the Toronto Raptors,
1: 119-103. to Story here, Rudy Gay makes his first appearance as a member of the Utah Jazz in his 16th season. He leads the Jazz in scoring with 20 points on seven of eight shooting, five of six from three in just 18 minutes of work.
0: But the Jazz, who have the number one rated offense in the NBA, have not been able to find the stroke from three this year, shooting just 33%. But tonight against the Raptors, a season high 19 threes on 34 assists by the group and balance seven different players in double figures as the Jazz ran the Raptors off the floor with a 119 103 win. The uh, Ru- the Utah Jazz get Rudy Gay in this one fi- first game for him and he comes out of the gate swinging. Is that a big change for the Jazz? Does That change anything up for you? You think this Jazz team is you know the team that we thought they were?
2: No, I think there's no question that Rudy Gay is going to make an impact. I mean, obviously, tonight he did in his debut, and it was, uh, you know, I don't know if you can expect that from him every night, but it does just allow the Jazz to give a different wrinkle. I got to say, though, shouts to David Locke. Did not realize that the Jazz were number one in offensive rating. I had to look it up while he was talking. (laughs) I was like, it can't be true. I have to look, but sure (laughs) enough, they are. Um, Look, Utah – over the last 10 days or so has kind of, they've also sort of needed to stabilize. And I wonder if tonight with the return of Rudy Gay is the shot in the arm they needed to climb back in the standings.
0: Yeah, It felt like they needed one more player in their rotation, right? They were, they were a team that was always like, all right, we got a real solid rotation. And then, like, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, if, if Conley has a bad night or if Joe Ingles doesn't show up, then all of a sudden you're, it's like a six player team at, at, at certain points.
2: I almost um, wonder if they just needed a new, just something new about them. So it wasn't even just that they were a guy short or a rotation piece short. I just wonder if they just needed something fresh and Rudy Gay, you know, in theory at least provides that. And perhaps tonight, you know, is, is what sparked all of this, but I I think they just needed to not feel stale.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, The rest of us, I think, that watch them, I think agree (laughs) agree that they (laughs) they could use something else. The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves also needed a win for sure. Get a win against the San Antonio Spurs. Hey, if you need your offense to get right, play the San Antonio Spurs. It happened for the Dallas Mavericks. Now it's happening for the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's hear from Ben Beacon from Lockdown Wolves.
1: Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves here. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the San Antonio Spurs by 15 on Thursday night. And what was probably the most complete offensive performance of the season so far for the Wolves, or at least since opening night, the big win over the Houston Rockets. The Timberwolves scored 115 points. This one shot 48% from the field and over 40% from three for the first time in a long time. Anthony Edwards scored the first seven points of this game. He only scored six points the rest of the way. It was all Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell in this one. Cat had 25, 12, and five and was fantastic. D'Lo came on strong, especially late. Torian Prince had his best game in Timberwolves uniform, scored 13 points in only 15 minutes, hit four threes. He was actually ejected at the end of the third quarter due to a flagrant two foul, uh, but all around, probably the best offensive game we've seen from the Timberwolves in almost a month. Um, and the Timberwolves have now won two straight. They won both games in a back-to-back. We're going to break this whole thing down. Key takeaways. What was so much better about the Timberwolves offense in this one? And also the defense, by the way, holding the Spurs to 90 points, the Timberwolves broke out a, a mostly successful zone defense for the first time this season, um, or I should say, it was successful really for the first time this season. San Antonio
0: Spurs, man, <laughs> they're, they're down bad. This team, I feel like, just keeps getting. Everyone's like, all right, we the, every, every every time they have an opponent that's like, oh, we just had the best offensive game of the season. <laughs> uh, what's this San Antonio? I mean, the, the, their lone bright spot is Devin Vassell right now, who's kind of showing out. But other than that, man, this is a this is a dark season in San Antonio.
2: I look, I look around their roster and I look at them. I mean, it's early, but four and 11, I wonder if they're one of those teams that become, you know, they go to the fire cell and there's players on there that other, other teams are looking at and saying, Hey, that might be a big pickup here. It is a eighth rotation piece. Um, you know, a Thad Young or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe they're into Derek White, maybe enticing somewhere. But I have to give a shout out to the Timberwolves and to my guy, Jared Vanderbilt, only six points tonight, but 12 <laughs> rebounds and a plus 28 tonight. I like to see that. Three or four he plays 28 minutes, only takes four shots, but does all the dirty work two blocks, two assists, 12 boards. Um, kudos to him.
0: Yeah. That, that Towns Russell duo can, they can get it done against some of these teams too, which is, can
2: uh, yeah, yeah. they? I, I guess, guess yeah, I get some of these teams. Some I of these teams. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. Against some of these teams, they can get it done.
0: Not many of them, but these teams, like like the Spurs. So, uh, good win for the Timberwolves. All right, coming up, let's get into the, the last two games on the slate, or uh, or just the last game, right? We only have one more. Yeah, we we'll uh, got one more. Nugget Sixers, and then we'll get into our power rankings. The best cryptocurrencies to put your money into right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the- <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the best, the, the worst arena names, Top the top five worst arena names in the NBA from recent memory. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And right now, they have the greatest flavor ever invented. Coconut brownie chunk. They're absolutely great. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. I ate one today. I, As soon as I saw that they were available again, I stopped whatever I was doing and I went and I ordered a couple boxes. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. Order a couple boxes. They're still there. They'll probably sell out. So go get them. This was the flavor that won the best flavor bracket out of the uh, the huge like March Madness bracket they put together. So go check it out. Get it for yourself. Test it out. If you need something that's, that's gluten-free, grain-free, or dairy-free, they have that as well. So go check it out. built.com Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Adam Mars, Last game on the slate. Last but certainly least <laughs> for you, Philadelphia, this Philadelphia was the Philadelphia 76ers least. get the win 103 to 89. And uh, I saw some tweets from you that this was one of the, the worst games you watched from the Nuggets in a long time.
2: It is painful. One of the stories around the Nuggets this season has been, you know, one, they've just run into a bunch of injuries. Of course, Michael Porter Jr.'s been out. Um, Will Barton returned to this game, but he had been out for a little bit. Uh, They're searching for a bench unit that makes sense, and tonight their bench, you you look at P.J. Dozier, plays 16 minutes of minus 24, Bones Highland 14 minutes of minus 21. Uh, They just could not be in the game. Jokic and Will Barton combined in the first half for 42 of Denver's 52 points um and I think actually if you look uh, uh, around out they combined for what is this here 50 of Denver's 89 points so it was just a rough shooting performance from Denver outside of you know their two main guys Jokic did leave the game and go to the tunnel holding his wrist at the end so that'll be something to kind of monitor going forward we'll find out if they have a back-to-back tomorrow they play Chicago so we'll see if if Whatever it was that caused him to leave the game is is, is something big. But on the other side, the 76ers, uh, you have to tip your hat to Max goes for 22 points, lived in the paint. And then especially, I thought that was the best player for the 76ers tonight, Seth Curry, 20 points, just got wherever he wanted to on the court. Five assists really was the engine for that team. Um, And yeah, Philadelphia stopped a skid and got a big win on the road against Denver
0: continues to be one of the worst trades for the Mavericks. Seth Curry. Seth Curry for Josh Oh Richardson. man. Was- he
2: was really good. I was impressed. So I think of Seth Curry as, you know, just pure shooter like spot, but he really ran the team tonight. Yeah, I mean did. him and Maxi, but Maxi just lived in the paint, but I I thought Seth Curry got to the spots he wanted, really got the team organized everything. I was so impressed with his all-around game and then obviously his scoring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. These, these Sixers have impressed me, right? They're missing all these guys. They have all the drama with Ben Simmons. And then they just like get together wins every once in a while. And you're like, dang, how did this team pull together a win with the guys that they have out there? But maxi has been great. Curry's been great. Uh, they haven't. It hasn't even been Tobias Harris. It's been really those two guards.
2: Yeah, and Maxie, uh, he really gets where he wants to as well. He was great first step, got to the paint, finished his floater, all that stuff.
0: All right, let's finish off here as we do every Friday with our power rankings. Uh, I got a list. Top five worst, weirdest, worst, weirdest, both. Both. NBA arenas.
2: So obviously this is coming in light of Staples Center no more. We are changing to Crypto.com Arena First of all, do you think it's always going to be crypto.com arena or do you think it'll be like crypto arena?
0: It got the the dot .com is what got me. I was like, okay, yeah. crypto crypto arena like okay, that's fine. You can call it the crypt or something like that. But right. crypto.com just takes it to another level of absurdity to me.
2: Too much. It's too much.
0: Also, what is even on crypto.com? Do I dare just go to it right now? As oh, this is,
2: a, you know why you do naming, right? So people ask that very question. Exactly. Look at what they, that their billions are, are well spent. Oh my here. God,
0: Matt Damon is on the front of it. I'm in.
2: Oh wow, Matt Damon. <laughs>
0: it's just, a, it's just a video of Matt Damon walking towards you as soon as you, as soon as you open that website.
2: <laughs> Ominous.
0: All right, here we go. Number five for me. This is NBA arenas that are currently or in recent memory. So it could be some older names as well. The current Suns arena name is called no, the F- the no Footprint way. Center. The Footprint Center.
2: Come on, man. That's the best name. The Footprint. The, I think it's incredible.
0: The Footprint Center. Okay, footprint. Footprint is this. It's this company that uh, like like reuses plastic and like recycles plastic. Brendan clean was was telling me about it today. And I was like, that does not sound like a company that would have enough money to have have the money to buy the naming rights for an arena. So I'm calling it just based on there's something fishy going on with this, the footprint center. No, I'm not believing it. I'm out.
2: Sounds like a great company. So I have to, I tip my cap to them. And also you're right. Almost all of these naming rights are giant corporations or banks or you know some combination of that so footprint i'm with it man plus it sounds cool footprint
0: i guess <laughs> i guess this is a top uh,
2: 5 for me not bottom 5 <laughs> top 5
0: <laughs> number 4 is crypto.com that's that's a weird oh, one man. but it's only coming in at number 4 for me i'm uh, surprised just just the the shortening of crypto like could they have gone straight cryptocurrency.com could they have done the whole thing is the roof big enough is staples <laughs> the staple's in a roof big
2: enough? Big enough. I think the, the letters are too big hanging <laughs> off the side there. Like
0: it's that John Mullaney joke. Big B. <laughs> like bir- happy birthday on a sign, and you write the first letter too big. Oh man. every Can't single uh So that one's number four for me. It's just weird. We, we've talked about it. Everybody. I, thinking- I
2: will say I laugh at every single person that like has nostalgia for staples, <laughs> like staples <laughs> office supply, like the lamest company you, you, they exist because they have to, but there's nothing cool about them. People are like, man, I'm going to miss staples. You're like, No, you're not. No, you're
0: it's, not. Like was staples center more like popular than, actual staples stores because anytime uh, i ever went right. i think i got this chair at a staples anytime i went into a staples there's no one in there so you're like this okay
2: because you, you needed to you weren't like man gonna get the fellas together go swing by staples or just say hey after work i got my check let me see what's new at staples
0: no, and i always, feel, I always feel dirty going in there because they're putting out businesses like dunder mifflin they're putting them out of
2: business hey dunder mifflin arena would <laughs> definitely be top five
0: number three i always thought this one sounded weird and it just sounded like it should be more like in an amusement park than an arena the smoothie king center
2: oh man come on that's the best one this
0: is number one <laughs> smoothie king. what is this list smoothie king
2: up. center i'm gonna wake up my kids i'm screaming so loud
0: talk about talk about a name where you're like there's no way they have enough money for the naming rights of a building <laughs> smoothie king
2: Man, Smoothie King Center. I don't think I've ever had Smoothie King either. I don't think we have those in Colorado. I don't I know if wrong. anyone's
0: ever had Smoothie King, which makes me think it's, la- it's they're laundering money somehow. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so true. That is, but you're not, you're <laughs> on to something here.
0: All right, number two. This is one that was actually in recent memory, not a current, not a current one. Sleep train arena that one what? is that's just the weirdest that used to be the old kings arena and then they changed it they're like all right sleep train that's not a good name everyone can agree on that let's change it to the power balance pavilion that's what they oh, changed wow. the, they changed their, and now they're the golden one center but yeah golden uh, one a,
2: is good sleep train <laughs>
0: what a progression yeah uh, sleep train all right my number one worst arena name in the nba little caesar's arena
2: yeah that's a good one that's a good one <laughs>
0: For all the reasons I said about Footprint and Smoothie King and also just Little Caesars to me is like, all right, I have no other options. I'm stuck at the DMV. I have to sit and wait in line. I can't do it online. I literally have to be there. And there just happens to be a Little Caesars next to it. And so I walk over and I get a hot and ready $5 pizza. And by the way, if your pizza costs $5.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How
0: many $5 pizzas did they have to sell to get the naming rights of, of what was it before the the palace of auburn hills like that's a great name the palace of auburn hills to go from that to little caesars gosh
2: little caesars is not a top 10 pizza joint like chain pizza points (laughs) might not be top 20 and i'm definitely couldn't even name 20 pizza joints i just know it's (laughs) not in the top 20 um you said it's yeah like the last resort i would say it's more for me at least in high school it's like you know, you have to find some money in your for lunch and you're like, crap, man, I've only got like a dollar 50. What can oh, I get? College, I get some bread yeah. stick or crazy and, bread or whatever. That's, that's all I can do today. I could
0: live off of that and CC's pizza, right? You walk in and you're like, CC's <laughs> is like, Hey, give us $12. You can eat as much as you want. I'm like, all right, here's a backpack with a, right, a trash right. bag liner in it. I'm just going gonna- <laughs> <laughs> <gonna> to collect pizzas, <laughs> a week's worth of pizzas. <laughs> did I miss any, did I miss any current ones?
2: Um, I can't remember. I did this one. Uh, I did this earlier. I can't remember if there was one that I thought was a little bit worse.
0: Uh, arena names. There's like Amway Center in Orlando. That's like, eh.
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I'm kind of. State Farm has randomly, they're not a sponsor of us, right? I could say State Farm <laughs> is. I'm oversaturated with State Farm. I feel like State Farm has overdone it to the point where I'm annoyed of State Farm now. Um, and then the last one was, oh, TD Bank North Garden. It's just you can't ruin that's a, a good. You can't. Yeah, you had the Boston Garden. That's too good. You can't ruin a good name and slap a, a sponsor on it.
0: That's a mm-hmm. lot of words in there too.
2: Like you were talking about Sleep Train. Like I don't know anything about Sacramento's arena. There's no history this or that. But if you have the the Boston Garden and you're like, hey, we're gonna change it to the TD Garden. Like, no, you're not. I'm sorry, you ruined it.
0: You just do. You do Boston Garden presented by TD Bank or something like that, right? Like, do it that way.
2: Would you change your? What price would you change your name to be the My, TD Bank <laughs> TD Bank North Nick?
0: My personal name?
2: Your personal name? You have to all you can only ever be referred to as TD Bank North Nick. What, a what's, what's your price?
0: I was gonna say there's a number. I'm gonna write it down <laughs> on this sheet of paper and I'm gonna That's slide it across the table. <laughs> um, the Moda Center was what I, I saw a Reddit thread of like worst names, and the Moda Center came up a lot. People hated Moda Center.
2: What? I don't know what Moda is. Maybe if I knew what it was, I would hate it.
0: I immediately thought it was like uh, the like the the cell phones. What was the most the cell phone Motorola? Phone? Yeah, also, it sounds know, like, does sound like Motorola. I don't think it's that. <laughs> uh, the Pacers Arena is called Gainbridge Fieldhouse.
2: I love that. Nope, I'm with that one. I'm you with like that, that one. one. For one, it sounds like a person's name, so it doesn't even sound like a company. You could say, "Oh, it's Gainbridge." Yeah, um, and or a place even, and then Fieldhouse is just the best of all, like Arena Center, Fieldhouse. That's the best one.
0: It just feels like they would have a field house in Indianapolis and not an arena or like a 100%, stadium, right? it's like, 100%. Yep. <laughs> it's definitely a field house city. I don't know why, but that just feels right. Uh, the Bucks is Pfizer Forum. That's just like a weird feeling word. Like when you say it, the, the V and the F together, just You do Fiserv. spit
2: a lot when you say that Pfizer Forum. Like it definitely, it, you definitely spit a little bit, but Forum is also a good, it's much better than Center or Arena.
0: The Nuggets one is just Ball Arena, right? I think
2: it's a great one. I think it's top five Ball. Um, another ball. company that's all about sustainable manufacturing, but Ball Arena for basketball—that's perfect, man.
0: That works. That that one works. So there you go. The rest of them are all named after banks and, and airlines <laughs> yeah. and things that. There's you know.
2: no cool banks.
0: No Chase. Yeah. Uh, the, there's FedEx for them. I think Ro-
2: Rocket knows. Mortgage Fieldhouse or whatever. That's that one. A that, that's a bad one. That's, that's another. One. That wouldn't have been yeah. on my bottom list.
0: There you go. All right, that's our power rankings for the weirdest, worst uh, arena names sponsored by uh, Crypto.com. Definitely not sponsored, but <laughs> unofficially sponsored by Crypto. Sponsored by Matt Damon's video on the Crypto.com website. All right, there you go. That's NBA Lockdown NBA on Friday. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go and listen to Lockdown Fantasy for the best. Josh Lloyd is the GOAT of fantasy basketball. Go check it out. It's the number one fantasy basketball show on the entire planet. Free and available on all platforms. Go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom.